New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting practical philosopher Patricia Sun. Patricia, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Oh, thank you, Justine. I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so glad to have you. What can we do to make things better? Be kind. (laughs) (laughs) To yourself, to others. Don't push. Don't rush. Don't fret. There was this great Chinese proverb I read one time, and I don't know if I'll say it right. It's something about birds of worry can fly overhead, but don't make a nest for them in your own hair. And that is such a good, wise thing, because it isn't to say that we won't see all the problems. We have to see the problems. But we don't have to hang on to them there really is something new being born. There is an evolutionary leap. Our brains are changing, and the very process of the change in our brains requires problem-faced, trusted, and stepped into with a new view. And that innocence, that trusting of the problem, so that there is a new way to consider a solution instead of going back over the same old track where it doesn't work, doesn't work, clash, clash, the person who says it has to be this way and you say it has to be that way. It's like, let it go, let it go softer, let it be creative. Keep your eye on the real ball. And keeping your eye on the ball is what's kind, what's healthy, what's good, what's alive, what's beautiful, what's warm, what's relieving and reliving of the old into something new. Well, Patricia, yeah, but let's suppose that I'm kind and I'm... (laughs) I already got the problem. (laughs) No, 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 no. You've got to be kind in the sense that observe yourself when you're worried, when you're angry, when you're blaming someone, especially when that someone is you, which is incessant. You know, we shoot ourselves to death. The ongoing linear mind's constant critique of how you look and what you've done and who will judge you and what do you think about it as well and is it all right and what will work and who's going to do what to you and where will you lose and when will that come up? That kind of little, 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 little. Okay, certain amount of it, obviously we're here, we're going to do the dance, certain amount is here. But let it sort of fly overhead Don't hang on to it. Soften up and look around you and truly, you know, make a lovely meal. Speak kindly to children or someone who you care about. Notice when you're getting into a little snit inside yourself, against yourself or against someone else, and lighten it up. Let it go. Think about, well, what's my real objective here? What do I really want? And in that, I mean be kind. I don't mean make nice You might sometimes even be rather blunt. I I was talking to my son coming here and remembering, talking about this very thing, and I was on a plane once, and the stewardess was very rude at once. I travel planes constantly. I used to. And she was very rude, flopping trays down on people. She was just angry and made everybody uncomfortable. 
And I remember sitting there thinking, now, I've got to do something about this. You know, it's, it's, I'm not matching with her. It's okay. But this can't just go by. This is not right. So I kept thinking about what can I do and finally getting off the plane. And, I, and then it dawns on me. Because coincidentally, she's getting off right when I'm getting off and the other stewards are getting off. My son's there to pick me up. And I go up to her and I say, you know, you really should find a different kind of job. You don't like your job. And the other stewardesses all opened their eyes and smiled and kind of nodded. Oh, yeah. Confirmed it, right? Yeah. And, but it was not a gotcha. It was mm-hmm. not mean. But it was true. And um, that's the kind of thing. You know, it reminds me sometimes when we're worried about what we're doing, we hide it, we tighten up on it, we try to cover it up, instead of kind of surrender into jumping a track and saying, what do I want? What really matters? What's good? What's healthy? What else could I be doing now besides worrying about this? It's that simple to give your brain a chance to operate differently and not like torture, insist that you stay one note Nelly like a broken record stuck on something painful. That isn't going to make it better. It isn't. You need to acknowledge what's painful. You need to hit it once or twice. But rubbing your nose in it, making you mentally stay stuck on it, is not helpful. The only way it can be helpful is if you're holding a whole new context and you're going to go through it with kindness, with light on yourself and others, and find a new way to respond. Patricia, the problems are big, and yeah. we're, we're pretty global focused. Global warming. Global, all of that, and we're, we're kind of focused. We can't help but focus on how badly some of us feel Congress is handling all of this. Oh, so, yeah. I want everybody to say, feels it, except them. Yeah. <laughs> so if I do what you're talking about, I don't let the birds of worry make a nest in my hair. What about the collective? How many of us will it take for? Well, this there is there is a critical mass, and that's why whoever I'm talking to, it's just you I'm talking to. And I hope there's someday many people of yous that I'm talking to, because it is just you. It's just me, and it's just you, and we'll do it when we can, and we'll help others do it when they can. And what happens is a critical mass is reached, and it is a collective shift, which makes it a species-wide evolutionary leap of a shift in the way our brains are processing fear and woundedness and what are solutions and how do we get to them. There is a whole creative birth coming up. You know, I've always admired actors, and I've liked them, and I never quite really realized why, because I'm about being very authentic and spontaneous. But what I realized, what actors do successfully when they're good, is they utterly empathize with someone else. Even if it's a character on the page which came out of someone's memory about humanity and some person. It is the empathy, you know, it's listening to the energy and responding at that level. I'm not saying they all do that really well, but it is when you're really good, you are doing that. And it's got to soften your heart in some ways, give you more tolerance, less sort of ideological, knee-jerk, blaming energy. And whether it's left or right or anything in between, religious or 
non-religious, whether you're, you know, ideological atheist or an ideological dogmatist on a religion, it doesn't really matter. The essence of what's good is good. And when we speak to each other with that respect and that frequency, some miracle happens. We don't realize it because we spend so little time doing it that way. We keep being conditioned that we have to take a stance and fight. Well, you do have to do something. And you have to be more real. You have to care. You have to have courage to say what's true about what you care about. But I find when you do it innocently, something big happens, something tender that lets an avalanche or a tidal wave of new knowledge and possibility come into being. This is the part we're not accounting for. This is why it's an evolutionary leap and why paradoxically by being gentle and kind and thoughtful and persistent and persevering and enjoying now, that's what living in the now is about. It isn't judging, it's being full at that now moment, then whatever's going on will be given that support. Now, you're saying something that I really haven't heard before. I mean, we've heard a lot about living in the now. Yeah. But you're saying <laughs> if we're in the now, it's really joyful. I haven't and heard... And it's spontaneous. And, yeah. It's totally powerful and spontaneous because when you're truly in the now, it is your child unhumiliated unpunished, open to life, wanting to know how things work, wanting you to like me, wanting to like you, wanting to go play, let's see what we can do. That's what's really there in the gateway to the now. That's beautiful. Tell me, in working this new way and being this open person and being kind and loving and all of that, it's not an instantaneous thing. I mean, we, we don't just arrive there, okay, I decide that, and now I'm there. It's a process, isn't it? It's not only a process, it's a process of direction. I was going to say minuscule choices, but basically the minuscule choices come about when you direct yourself in the direction of healthiness, of aliveness, of goodwill. As soon as you are holding that as a frequency context inside your being, your brain and your linear mind start serving different purposes and therefore brings different kind of information to you, different kind of emotional experience, different kinds of insights. Therefore, you become amazingly creative, out of the blue, discovering new ways to do things that you thought, well, why didn't I do that before? But most importantly, the simpleness of the now has a healthy wholesomeness in it that is life. To say it is always joyful, sometimes it isn't, you know, when your basement's flooding or your house is burning down or something's happening. You still have to contain that. And the image that just popped in my mind is from a nature program about a little mouse living on the banks of a river, and they showed her with her little, you know, ten babies, and the river suddenly started to rise, and the little nest started to flood. And this little mouse just jumped up, grabbed one baby, and took it to a higher place, grabbed the next baby, and just did it real fast. And I thought, that mouse is living in the now of, oh, something has changed, I have to do this, and did it 
it's not like thinking about it. It's the goodwill. It's the loving her babies, wanting to be dry, drove her to the next thing. That's a different way. Lovely image, lovely image. And, you know, a lot of people are feeling this overwhelm right now. The problems are so large, and they feel like they can't make a difference. So how do we renegotiate overwhelm? Well, it kind of is a a persistent letting go (laughs) and chuckling at why you made something so important that you give yourself a heart attack over it or raise your blood pressure. But like climate change is important. Absolutely. And what you do is you, in your own space, make things ecologically sound. You talk to people who don't think it's real and you say, well, you know, why do you think it's not real? And they'll say, oh, well, it's real, but it's, it's, it's what happens anyway. Yeah, that's true. And simultaneously, we're speeding it up. And there's all kinds of data that prove that. So it's that helping people get off the hook of needing to be into an ideological stance of blindness. That's how you can contribute, making it easier for them to see. And to educate yourself so that your language is better, it's more accurate, your knowledge is better. I don't mean ad nauseum or anything, but just so you feel good about what you're saying. You feel good about it. So you feel good about some way you are contributing. Yeah. And you're supportive to other people to do it. And you take an opportunity, whether it's on the line in the grocery store, you know, always adding one little extra piece. I remember years ago, I used to always get organic milk. And I've, I've drunk a lot of milk. And this man at the grocery store, he sort of sneered at me and he said, so what kind of milk isn't organic? <laughs> you know, like it comes from the cow, it's organic. And I said, well, that part is. But what the name organic means is that that milk isn't contaminated with hormones and poisons and pesticides. And he suddenly heard it a new way. It was only like three sentences of interaction delivered with human interest and goodwill. But he suddenly realized, oh, it does mean something else. Mm -hmm. Give people the opportunity to have that without rubbing it in, without being sanctimoniously right about it and winning the argument. Um, Let it go say what you can and then maybe it'll percolate in next week (laughs) yeah yeah oh patricia i just want to go on and on with you it's just wonderful to have you on the new dimensions cafe oh thank you i love to be with you it's always a pleasure thank you i've been speaking with patricia sun and if you'd like to be in touch with her you can go to her website patriciasun.com and sun is S-U-N, like the sun in the sky, <laughs> patriciasun.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. Thank you so much for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I encourage you, please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.
New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.